Hello, this is Nina from Women for Wanawake. And this is our US election special where we will be analyzing the US election through the feminist lens. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, we're just about to play out Kamala Harris's incredible vice president elect speech. And to the woman most responsible for my presence here today, my mother, Shamala Gopalan Harris, who is always in our hearts. Uh, when she came here from India at the age of 19, she maybe um, didn't quite imagine this moment. But she believed so deeply in an America where a moment like this is possible. And so I am thinking about her and about the generations of women, black women, Asian, white, Latina, Native American women, who throughout our nation's history have paved the way for this moment tonight. Women who fought and sacrificed so much for equality and liberty and justice for all, including the black women who are often too often overlooked, but so often prove they are the backbone of our democracy. All the women who have worked to secure and protect the right to vote for over a century 100 years ago with the 19th Amendment, 55 years ago with the Voting Rights Act, and now in 2020 with a new generation of women in our country who cast their ballots and continued the fight for their fundamental right to vote and be heard. Tonight I reflect on their struggle, their determination, and the strength of their vision to see what can be unburdened by what has been. And I stand on their shoulders. And what a testament it is to Joe's character that he had the audacity to break one of the most substantial barriers that exists in our country and select a woman as his vice president. But while I may be the first woman in this office, I will not be the last. That was amazing. I mean, that was such a powerful and moving speech. I mean, she just has so much grace and elegance and the way she delivers a message is just, it's so moving. And, you know, hearing her speak about her mother and how um, her mother really inspired her and the things that her mother used to tell her um, really speaks to me personally because, you know, my mum always told me uh, that I can be anything I want to be, that there is no limits for me, um, to always believe in myself, to always be determined. And the only, the only person that can hold me back is me. And so to hear her say that about her mum, that, that person touched me and, you know, uh, coming from a single parent and I have um, lots of aunties who are so powerful, so strong, who have 
you know, taking what's theirs. They've worked really hard and always believed in themselves. And they've always told me and my other female cousins just how much, you know, we shouldn't use anything to deter us. So I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And, and then also being black and seeing that, you know, that's not out of reach for me uh, and other black women that we can also really lead and be at the forefront of, of opportunities that we never thought were, were here for us. So I'm just, just so moved and, and really, I feel really hopeful. Uh, and I know that's something that I say often, but it's so important because if someone like Kamara didn't have hope, didn't believe in herself, she wouldn't be, you know, she wouldn't be where she is. And I mean, I'm so excited just to see what's going to happen. Um, and I like her candidness. I like her openness. You know, this is going to be really hard. It's not easy. They've inherited really, they've inherited a lot of really negative things with COVID and poverty and you know, the economic downturn, but they are willing to fight for an America that will help everybody, you know, not just the Republicans. And I'm just like, wow. I mean, I could go on, but yeah. So what's your thoughts, Nina? I'm just like yourself, just so moved. When I heard her speak, I just had like tears in my eyes, like the first woman vice president, first black woman, first South Asian woman. I just feel like it's going to inspire so many young girls to go out there, dream big. And as she said, lead with ambition and was it lead with, um, lead with conviction and dream with ambition. And I just feel like that can really yes. resonate with, with everyone. And maybe even no matter what age you are, but it just gives you that inspiration and empowerment. And also I do feel like this, she has single-handedly, but obviously not single-handedly because of all the women before her, broken down and smashed through those glass ceilings. And it is just such an incredible, incredible time to be alive and to see her leading. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think this will, this will change the course of many things to come um, because people are going to see, as she said, her, you know, possibilities are endless, but the most important things is, is coming together. Um, and I mean, they've had the most, is it they've had the most turnout of voting ever in history? So that really shows that during this time of crisis, which is COVID, and people are dying there like crazy. I mean, it's awful. And people are like, you know what, irrespective of that, we're going to come out because we want to change our future. We want to make it better. We want to come together. And I think that says a lot. And, and it says a lot about just the need that the nation had for change, because obviously Biden and, and Harris are complete polar opposite to, um, to Trump and, and Pence. And so the world, was, well, not the world, the community were really saying, the American people were saying, we do not want that, which, you know, the, the previous administration just represented hate. You know, it was, it was, they voted in because people were becoming so hateful towards one another. People were becoming so individualistic, um, narcissistic and just awful. And people now during the four years have seen like, actually, you don't win when you're like that. You know, you need people around that are actually going to support you, going to bring you up. You know, they care. The policies are not just about them. It's about everybody, everybody eating, everybody at the table eating and having a piece of that pie, you know? Um, I agree. I yeah, think this isn't about, this isn't about left and right politics. This isn't about Democrat and Republican. This is about life, life issues. Because this is the thing, I feel like for so long, the Republicans have been saying these democratic socialist policies, like basically demonizing socialism, when this is, isn't even about socialism. This is about life things that we all need, that the US people need. They need healthcare. 
people who can't afford healthcare, they're dying. Coronavirus right now, yeah. the biggest global pandemic we've seen, big, like the first pandemic we've had in this decade, even in this centuries for a hundred years, and they haven't got free healthcare. There is so mm. much at stake in the US. And I just feel so relieved for the US people that they can finally put in some good policies that are going to actually save lives and allow people to prosper. And I really, really hope it does because I feel like I've got a lot of hope but I hope that they do actually kind of fulfill their promises and that Kamala Harris, because her background is incredible and she really has had a very, very interesting career and her mother Ooh. before her um, being a PhD, a doctor. Um, was she a scientist? I know that she does some really, really incredible um, pioneering research, I think around breast cancer. Yeah. So, she comes from a line of women and people that are trying to change the world. And I feel like there are so many people like her right now watching and feeling inspired. And then same with Biden, kind of, but I just do feel like Biden is what is good about him is he's basically like a catalyst for Kamala. <laughs> I basically feel like, cause he's yeah, pretty yeah. old. He will soon have to <laughs> probably maybe stand aside. And I just feel listening to Kamala speak felt so much hope and just, I just, I don't know, because I'd never heard her speak before, but hearing her speech, I now have even more confidence in her ability to lead. I know it's not all about speaking, but I didn't know what an incredible speaker she was. I was like, wow. Yeah, I think she's a, she's like a person of the people, you know, like we'd reflected on last week about Dawn and just having someone with, who was so intelligent, so senior, you know, that she can actually speak to the normal people. And that's quite a gift because she's galvanized a whole nation to actually, and she can speak to everybody in that nation and she addressed everybody in that nation. And so those are the kind of people that we need in power that people, everybody can understand and relate to what they're saying. They shouldn't be out of touch because at the end of the day, they're supposed to be re representing all of us. And sometimes they might not get things right. And that's not the point, but it's having that really caring about the people that you're leading for, really caring about, you know, Joe on the street or, Latino, Latino people, uh, wherever they are, and, and not just trying to fight for the people that you look like or you relate to. Do you know what I mean? So, and I love that she mentioned every single person in America and the people that vote, and she really appreciated just how much these people have worked. I mean, people have been campaigning for this for months, even years. I mean, this has been a big move with a grassroots organization and people like uh, Bernie Sanders who have been encouraging people to come forward. And, you know, so it really does show that being a, p a person of the people, genuinely, um, and, with, and having principles, that will really get you far. Um, and then looking at their policies, I mean, I don't know um, whether the listeners have had a chance to kind of hear everything that they've said about their, their policies, but a lot of it quite topical. So about, you know, combating the climate crisis, systematic racism and um, um, prison reform. What were the other ones, Nina? Um, I'm not sure, but I just think like generally this was a an election against fascism. So I think it's important mm. that we do. We should definitely. I think all our listeners at home definitely look at their policies. But I think generally this was a vote against fascism. But I think as Paris as you were saying, it's a vote against protecting the climate. It was a vote. Um, sorry, a vote for protecting the climate, a vote against climate change denial, a vote for mm -hmm. women's rights, a vote against sexism, a vote for um, racial equality and a vote against racism. So it was, it was really just people who were just like, I'm fucking bored and yeah. I'm tired and I'm, I'm sad and I'm upset and I'm, and I'm hurt by what has been happening over the last four years. 
Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if you lived there, Paris? Right. Like, I was just thinking the other day, imagine having that guy as your president for four mm-hmm. years. <laughs> I know. I know what, what, like he, I was listening somewhere that he's a manifestation of how things have been for the last four years. Um, he's so divisive, even to this point now, he's kind of like saying he's won or he's going to, you know, and it's just shocking. And what I've loved is that Kamal and, and Biden are just not even addressing that. That's like, that's just, we don't even want to know. Um, but he has been so divisive. And um, there's that moving speech of that guy, Van Jones, who's talking about this is about character. This is about being a good person. This is about, you know, speaking the truth. And I hope that the American people and the rest of the people all over the world will start to see that actually being truthful and working for people does matter. Um, it was a beautiful, beautiful but it, speech. I mean, yeah. It was, was that so, and to see, yeah, it was on CNN and to see a grown man crying, that just, that really moved me, because obviously, you know, I'm not in America, but it still affects me. I feel that this will change the course of the world um, going forward. But just to see how much that meant him, and this is somebody who is in a position of privilege. He's a CNN commentator. He's obviously not, you know, living in poverty, but this really affected him. You know, he's not Muslim. We're talking about Muslims and, you know, this is all our problems, you know, and Rihanna said a really powerful speech um, saying, you know, whatever affects your friends, you know, they've got to pull up. You know, if we're, if we're me and your friends and something that affects you as a white woman, I should pull up and be there to support you and vice versa. If something's affecting me as a black woman, you should be there to support me. And that's what it's about. So you don't have to have these characteristics to be like, this is wrong. And I think that's what the time we're in. People are just like, this is really wrong what's going on in exactly. America. This is really what's going wrong in my neighbor, you know? Well, I think this is why... Paris and I, we, this is why we formed this organization is we are, mm. we are in this together. We have different perspectives, but also the same. And we are working together as one. And I, and I as a white woman, want to support Paris and, and other black women across the world, all black women, all sisters, basically across the world, because yes. until we are e- all equal. We all have the same rights. We, are, we aren't equal. And I know that's one of our main slogans, but it really is that. And I just feel like this election is almost like a microcosm of what what's going on across the world i do feel like it's happening here in the uk too and we can't deny that we have a very Mm -hmm. backwards racist xenophobic and misogynistic um government right now and we cannot for one second think that just because now we have biden and kamala harris in the us that things are going to change around here but i hope i hope that is the case but we have to carry on fighting to make that happen yeah and, and also in our local communities. So, you know, one of the biggest things that's been going on since COVID is climate, climate change and you know, climate crisis, uh, which people are really having to look at. And I think all of us, where we are, we should be being conscious about, you know, caring about what, you know, the products we use or recycling or wasted food, all these kids that are starving, you know, helping people in the local community who have nothing. You know, um, I think this is a time that even for us, we need to, because, I know this sounds like off P, I'm talking about climate change, but I think this is another really big thing that, that America have to address because they're, they're one of the leaders of this. And obviously us leaving the EU where we're doing really well, that will affect us. So I think even stuff like that, so it's not always about, you know, the, 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 the government and what they're doing. It's about basically I'm saying about us taking responsibilities in our own selves to be the change that we want. You know, this is, this is changes has to come from us as well. We can't just now relax and be like, Oh, well, you know, and we must get Boris out as well. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how, how that's going to happen. And we've got a long time with him here. But it's just kind of understanding that even in our own place where we are, we need to really be fighting and, and racism here. I mean, racism is not something that's not um, a problem in the UK. And I think it's very easy for people that don't go through it to be like, oh, well, it doesn't happen. And the UK, we're quite good at kind of hiding things. 
But, you know, people still don't know who, who murdered Stephen Lawrence. That's still a thing. And it's like, so we need people like the Corbins who, you know, even though he's been tarnished, his name's been tarnished, but we have to, you know, support these people to come in and, and, and fight all this stuff that's going on. I don't know, Nina, like, would you, what would your take be on that? No, I think definitely, I think we are uh, almost like the, um, we're like a little state in the US, basically, Little England mm. right now. <laughs> I think because of our, our we used to have a, a very strong, um, we were strong players. I hate to use that kind of like competitive terminology, but we were quite a leading um, country or member state in the European Union because, for one, because of the spoken English language and lots of people are speaking it. But now that's literally all we have. I feel like we've lost kind of that global um, leadership role because of leaving the European Union and rejecting human rights, essentially. Like yeah. The UK used to be a very big leader in actually following human rights. I know they've done a lot wrong, but they were pretty good at it. And then they were also very good at um, signing and pushing for international agreement and treaties. So a bit like a good ambassador, if every state is a person, you think of the UK as an okay ambassador. But right now, because of Nigel Farage, because of the Brexit campaign, because now we've all voted, well, not all of us, but a lot of us did vote to leave. That means that we have a lot of reparations to sort out and a lot of stuff to protect because there is a lot of our human rights legislation that is now automatically not going to exist once we've left the EU. Um, so there's a lot to be done. And I think... I, I do have hope, though, because I do think we have a lot of great new female MPs, especially in the Labour Party, which is really yeah. positive. And I think also having Kamala Harris, vice president across the pond, leading things over there, hopefully it will inspire <laughs> cough, cough, Dawn Butler, maybe to one day run as leader yes. of the Labour Party. And hopefully one day at Labour, for the, for the Labour Party, we will have a finally a female prime minister who is from the Labour Party or basically identifies as a feminist or even if she doesn't identify as a feminist pushes for women's rights and racial equality basically intersectional feminism like that is the dream so I do feel like we are getting closer to that and our quote-unquote special relationship dudes from across the pond will hopefully help us in achieving that in a way um but yeah, I generally, I do feel hopeful. And also, Paris, I want to discuss like a little bit about um, the fact that this election is one of firsts. I keep seeing it all over mm -hmm. the internet. And that's obviously um, breaking down barriers and smashing through that whitewashed glass ceiling for so long in the US. And so there is the first and first openly transgender woman. Her name is Sarah McBride, and she's now state senator in Delaware, which is pretty cool. That's and then you amazing. have, um, yeah, and then you have Corey Bush in Missouri, who's the first first black congresswoman in Missouri. And we also have um, Maui Turner, who won a house seat in Oklahoma, and um, they are non-binary and they identify as non-binary, um, which is very very exciting. So, yeah, what do you think about that? Because it's oh, and then obviously Kamala Harris. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually shocked, to be honest with you. Um, and I don't know whether it's because I just can't see that in England for a while. Uh, or, you know, it's just something that it's not in, uh, that I can see or relate to here. But it's actually amazing um, to see how, you know, the whole American dream thing. I now actually can, I now believe that, you know, even though I'm not an American, I don't live there. But that meant something. And this is actually the realization of an American dream, where as long as you're American, that's all that matters. You know, it doesn't, 
it doesn't matter what what you what you identify yourself as and I think um, Kamala did reference the American dream here and that is it and that, I mean that's her whole history that's her whole her mom coming there 19 years old and look where her daughter is now and I think we and I hope that that will set a precedent and cascade that kind of um, that symbolic movement all over the world now because people can see actually these people are enough. These people are powerful. You know, we don't have to look down them because we don't understand them or we don't have them as our friends or we don't, you know, it's about their competencies. It's about their integrity. It's about the work that they're doing. And that's what they should be judged at. It, it's completely irrelevant what color they are, what gender they are and how they identify themselves. And that's what I hope will, you know, people will start to think, yeah, that was really silly that I thought that. And I'm sure we all have, ha we all have our own biases. But also what I really want people to understand is that, because this is what happened with the Obama administration. We had him there and everyone expected him to, to move mountains. But, you know, you've got to understand the political system. And I think a lot of people, and we would say to you, please do your research. Please understand when you're speaking on things. Because Obama was a Democrat and the Republicans are in seat. So a lot of the policies that he's going to try and put in, put in place are not going to penetrate through because you have an opposing Senate to, to know those values and principles. So if these people don't achieve what they said, you know, completely or they don't make as much let's not judge people for that you know we have to understand what's going on but the fact that they are there they're inspiring people and they're doing the best that they can but i think it's really easy if people say oh well biden and kamala and all these people are in so but they haven't done what they've achieved they haven't done what they said they were going to do so this is why we shouldn't have people like that we need to be moving away from that because that's ridiculous we need to be better people we all make mistakes we're all human beings so i really hope nina that people don't this will be a kind of a tense time to see how people are going to judge them because it's been so monumental. Mm. I think we have to be as well a bit careful with um, uh, what's the word like putting these people on a pedestal and putting them yeah. so you know idolize them so much that if they yeah. don't achieve, we're going to be disappointed. And that goes for me and you. I mean, we love Kamala, and I hope that we'll also be measured about her achievements and not you know be so judging. Um, exactly. We've had someone in four years, both there and here, who's done nothing. You know, but they exactly. haven't put that much on a pedestal because they're crap. You see what I mean? <laughs> I think this is the problem. It's personality politics. And as yeah. we've seen with Trump, we, we, I say we, but people in the US, they idolized him. He gave people hope, but they were idolizing him and his personality. And we can't deny the fact that he had charisma, but so did Adolf Hitler. Uh, yet the difference between them two, both being totalitarian is that Adolf Hitler was able to galvanize people and literally killed millions and millions and millions of people and i'm not saying trump is exactly like him but he was very very similar is very similar and this is what's dangerous about putting people as you said on a pedestal and thinking that they can change things single-handedly they can't it's the people who do it's everyone working together and finding collective um almost like having collective responsibility accountability you know, putting your hands up, saying sorry, not just always having to be the best of the best. And um, yeah, so I have, I have a lot of hope basically about Kamala and Biden, I think, because they haven't got that same almost like sociopathic personality that Trump has, but also they are really willing to realize that it, it wasn't them that got themselves in. Yes, it was partly, but it really was the grassroots campaigns. It was everyone on the ground pushing for them because they believe that they represent their catalyst to good um so i also hope that um because i know you're saying everything about the american dream paris but i also think like 
we've got to remember that America was a country before they came. Like there were indigenous people that were living there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there are still. And I really hope that Kamala Harris and um, Joe Biden push for policies that help indigenous people um, flourish and prosper and also give them more rights and say, I think, in the law of the land and the rule of law. Um, a bit like how they do in New Zealand. I know Jacinda Ardern is pretty good about making um, rights of the New Zealand people put it constitution put it in the constitution so you can't break it future um governments future administrations can't break it and basically violate their rights because i'm sure it'd be really interesting we could get someone on to speak about this because obviously i'm not best place to talk about it but i do know that um there is a whole yeah that the discuss yeah because again as you said earlier it's unless we're all equal no one is equal exactly. and that's a really important thing so we should all sit there and be like well i can do this and it's fine it's like no you know, um, we should not rest until everybody can enjoy some of the things we, we enjoy. Um, even when we were talking the other day about um, internet, because <laughs> it went down, you know, after um, when, when we got into lockdown. But some people don't even have that. They don't even have Wi-Fi. They can't even, you know, it's like you're kind of left out of the world. You know, if you don't have money, you're kind of, that's how most people interact with people, right? And not even having those kind of simple, not, not crucial, but so many things are out of people's reach and we need to understand that. So when we're complaining about the things that we have, we need to understand that there are some people that don't have that. So gratitude and being grateful, but also recognizing that this is not um, a presence for everybody, right? And we need to fight in a world where everyone has a basic right or basic um, uh, things to be able to do. I mean, lots of children um, during COVID had to work from home and some of them didn't have internet access, so they couldn't study. And that's, and that's leaving them out from the education race or you know, opportunity. And that's, that's really sad. That's, that's really a sad thing um, that somebody cannot elevate themselves because they don't have internet. And that's where it's crazy. We live you know, in the, like the 1% of the world where, and also the U S obviously the, the 0.5% and we are such rich economies yet. There are still starving children and Paris, you exactly. see it's so interesting. Dominic Cummings and Boris Johnson <laughs> decide to basically do a U-turn, which they should have done ages ago on the Marcus Rashford campaign to um, provide for free school meals during Christmas. And they're finally delivering on that before they said, nah, we can't spare a few quid for some hungry children during the Christmas holidays in the middle of a global pandemic. But now they're finally doing it. I think it is interesting. I do feel like the the term domino effect is hopefully going to take a massive, um, take a massive effect on us here because like, Boris Johnson's probably looking over there, th- seeing Biden, seeing Kamala Harris, then looking at himself and thinking, shit, I'm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I have the same blonde hair <laughs> as Donald Trump. <laughs> I look super similar. Maybe I should do as much progressive stuff as possible. Um, so I do feel that hopeful that we, that we're now, hopefully, Boris Johnson and, and his uh, very strange right-hand man, Dominic Cummings, won't get away with previously not kind of doing the most simple thing, which is just to feed hungry children in one I of the economies in the world. I think, it's, I think it's actually, we should all be so upset and ashamed that we live in a country where people are hungry. These are the working poor. I'm shocked. I mean, coming from uh, Kenya, an African country where people are poor, but people don't have jobs, you know? They're not, so you can kind of understand why. I mean, it's still, I mean, we can, I can go on about the Kenyan government and how they've left out lots of people who don't have. 
But these are people that are working. So how can you work two or three jobs and you don't have money to eat? How are we saying legitimately in front of the whole world that, you know, we're not going to feed kids? It's disgraceful. And, and I'm so proud to see everybody is so disgusted by this. Mm. And they are doing, everyone's doing their bit to help. You know, because it is also our responsibility to do what we can. And, you know, we don't have to do grand gestures like or big things. And, you know, we don't have to even tell everybody what we're doing. But if you can help somebody, whatever it is, even giving someone a tin from your cupboard, because also we're all struggling. Everyone's in financial turmoil at the moment. So it's not about shaming people that um, who have a bit more than people that don't. But it's like we shouldn't live in a world where people don't have anything. Um, and one good thing I like about Kenya is that you know, no matter how hungry, you can go to a neighbor and somebody will give you food. It's kind of that. And I hope that, and well, not hope, I can see that that's something that's emerging in this country with Mar Marcus Rashford thing, where lots of people have been coming out and they're hundreds and giving tins. It's like, I don't have much, but I can share with you. And that is kind of the world that we need to live in because that is how you get far. If we're all together, we will get further. If we're divided, we won't. And that's what we've seen in America for the last four years. End of you know, period. Yeah. Like, that's really what, you know, so I love drawing those comparisons because I it's interesting. I don't know much about um, Kenya. I don't know much about any other country apart from this country because I haven't lived in any other country really properly. So it's so I love hearing you speak about that because it's so important for our listeners as well. I'm sure many can relate as well, being from more than one country or identifying in lots of different ways. So it's just like it's super important to draw those parallels. And I, I think that was really powerful. Um, like yeah. so what how do you feel in terms of like i feel personally that this 2020 is finally redeeming itself and it's like a big yes or fresh air we can all go oh, and take a breather and have a little dance around the living room or dance in the street and like have a little sip of prosecco if you like that or water yeah whatever, whatever <laughs> just you... let your hair down yeah i think um you know, 2020 has been absolute trash for people all over the world, uh, personally, professionally, emotionally, you know, we've all been going through turmoil, but just to see this happening towards the end of the year, towards the new year, I think is really what we've all needed. And, you know, even here um, where I'm living, um, those people outside of the street yesterday, um, you know, out with champagne and, and the beers and everyone was like, woo, and dancing on the street. And it was so beautiful because, People are just like, finally, as I you said, it. some good news, you know, um, to see that there is changes coming, hope is coming. We're all united. We're coming, you know, and even us with our, with our people across the pond, we're, we're with them. We're with them, you know. Um, I wish we could I have been with them, Paris. I wish we could have I been know. there, like dancing in the streets. It just looks so fun. Yeah, did you see the Very videos? They were, so, they, were so, they, were, they were living their best life. They're like, you know what? <laughs> and, for, and I think for a moment, um, they all forgot about what they've gone through because sometimes it's like, you know, when it's just been so dark for so many people there and now it's like, wow, that, this has trumped all that, with no pun intended. <laughs> this is kind of, I think they've kind of forgotten about that for that moment and now it's just about everyone working and that's something that everyone's been saying about exactly. now it's time for us to work, you know. Um, so I think let's just be, let's be positive. There's a lot of work to be done. Let's not be disheartened when things go wrong. Um, there's still a lot of challenge ahead, particularly with COVID-19 all over the world. Um, but let's look at this as a way to know that 
it doesn't rain for long, guys. It really doesn't. And we've all gone through personal hardships now and before. We've always made it through. You know, things have always got better. Exactly. And sometimes you have to go through the bad to see the good. And it's horrible. But that's life. And that's and my what, friend that's posted life. this beautiful meme of a tree and how mm-hmm. a tree basically absorbs all the rain. You know, you're talking about the rain falling, how a tree yeah. absorbs the rain. And it's a lot. And sometimes it looks like it's weighing down the tree. But then mm-hmm. a few weeks go by and it blooms and it blossoms flowers. And I just, I thought that was very beautiful. As my friend Kaja, she posted that. And I just thought, um, imagine if you're going through a breakup, if you're going through something hard in your life, it is really bad, but it can be beautiful. It can really come out better than it was. You can be stronger from it. So I do, I completely agree with you there. It's like, we have been through so much. Everyone has been through so much. But I think people are allowed to let themselves let loose just yeah. that day, I think in the US, yes, there was coronavirus going on. Yes, there are people dying and it's very, very sad, but just dance around the sitting room, let loose for that bit, you know, it must feel so good just for that little ounce of hope that Biden-Harris and all the grassroots campaigners and all the, the black women who are the backbone of democracy, as Kamala Harris was saying, has given the American people that bit of hope that they all needed and that we needed across the pond too. We all needed yeah. that so much. Yeah, and definitely self, you know, I think it's also important um, what Kamala has represented and Joe Biden is about self-love, you know, knowing yourself, you know, having confidence, even despite all these things that we've just discussed that are going on, that you have got this and you will be fine and you can build yourself. And also another thing is about surrounding yourself with people who are positive, who, who love you, who want the best for you who embody principles that you aspire to. I think we should always have friends. You know, I'm very inspired by you, Nina, about the work that you've done and, and how you are as a person. And even in bad times, I will use that to uplift me. Do you know what I mean? So we all do need, um, it's like, you know, the watering, you know, you That's need nourishment. <laughs> and you need, it's true, you know, you need nourishment. We all need nourishment from people around us. And so it's like getting rid of anything that's not going to value you or, or um, uplift you, which is like negative thoughts, which we all have, and you know, we're never gonna get rid of those, but just understanding like, no, I shouldn't be thinking negative, like I'm not gonna get this job, or I'm not gonna get this promotion, or I'm not gonna buy this house, like getting rid of all those things that are not nourishing to you, you know, and saying to yourself, I will get there because this is what I want. You have to be self-determined. I mean, Kamala, there's been 243 or something, um, male, white male presidents before her, I mean, so she didn't believe in herself. If she looked at that and put that to like make, oh no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. And Joe Biden picking a woman for the first time in history, they had to believe in the, what, what their principles and what they were doing. So Joe Biden knew that getting a woman, a woman of color, someone who is intelligent, who can do the job, it was the right thing to do because he believed in himself and he believed in her. And vice versa with Kamala saying, yeah, I'm going to go for this position and I'm going to do it. We cannot let the negativity bring us down just cannot you just have to love yourself nurture yourself and in covid this is a thing to do sit reflect what do i want for my life how am i going to get there who's around me who can i lean on who can i speak to you know um it, because it will help and you know this is something that i'm sure when we speak to her she's going to be telling us you know that despite all her challenges she's just had to believe in herself that's exactly. all you've got to do you know whatever small it is even if it's like building a small garden patch believe it will grow and you will get you know i mean it sounds flippant but it's really important i think those like positive affirmations that you were saying before like determination believe in yourself you are your own best friend again Mm -hmm. and someone else um a podcast i was listening to the other day um 
a friend of mine has just released a book, Grace Campbell. She's speaking about how important it is to just love yourself because you, at the end of the day, you're in it for the long run. People come and go, friends forever, and obviously yeah. your partners are forever, hopefully, but people do come and go and you have to be in it for yourself and you are your own best friend and your, your lover and your, your everything to yourself. So it's so important to believe in yourself 110%. And I've... Yeah. Um, actually been doing more like words affirmations as well just to say like you're strong it sounds lame but honestly it can help no it's not um, yeah <laughs> so it's just you know so, it really isn't <laughs> on that on that positive note Paris I was gonna say like um we've got some exciting we've still got Dawn Butler who will be mm-hmm. interviewing um next week and also um an activist called Helena um and yes. she has the Instagram handle earth by Helena we'll be chatting to her about um the climate crisis and also the election as well and her opinion and as an activist uh but yeah so any last words you want to say Paris before we head out and have a cup of tea yeah so another just quick thing i want to say is about our sip and chat uh so where nina and i will be sitting talking about all these things we've been discussing all the people that we've been talking to and we really 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 want you guys there it will be live so you guys can participate you can ask questions you can give your opinions whether they're differing to us or not we're happy to hear from you um so please join that as well um super excited for what's to come and again please love yourself believe in yourself that's all i'm gonna say and why i say that as well because during this time, this is things I'm having to tell myself just in order to see the light and be positive and, you know, just be the best person I can be. So that's all I'm going to say. And that's my last words. And again, I'm a cheesy, cheesy girl, as Nina knows. I'm very <laughs> cheesy. And my friends, I'm, you know, but cheesiness helps. Um, well, it's helped me anyway. So <laughs> Peace and love vibes, guys. Peace and love. Peace and love. See you next week. Bye. See ya. Bye. You know, You know you
Tony, 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 Tony,